started at a young age, these patterns. Okay. Um, With their own they, journey. Yeah. Whether they weren't getting the foundation at home, they weren't getting the foundation at school, um, all of these habits that were self-sabotaging them as adults could have been worked on as young people. And it's not until we become adults that we find ways to fix ourselves, right? So we go on this journey, on this personal growth journey, reading the books, going to the seminars, going on diets, uh, you know, studying about nutrition and trying to figure out what's going on with our body. Why are we not doing this for kids and planting these seeds while they're young Yes. so that they don't have to deal with it when they're adults? You know, they can focus on getting ahead and, you know, becoming better humans. So... Welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for parenting out of the box. I'm super excited. We have another dad brand with us today. I'm like in love with all these dad brands. I have Greg Crawford from Healthy Kids of America. Greg, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing good from one Floridian-ish to another. Good to see you. Yeah, what to represent? East Coast and West Coast, right? That's it. I grew up in Florida. Then I moved to the West Coast of like the United States, like uh, Oregon, Washington, California. And so when I would speak to my family, I'm like the West coast, they're like, Oh, are you in like Tampa? I'm like, not that yeah. West coast. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> your, your listeners will quickly find out where I'm from New York. Does it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. We have people on from like Scotland and different places. And I always tell people like, don't say where you're from at the beginning. Like let the, like, it's so fun to hear all the accents, but I love yeah. yours. And I love the way where you're from kind of plays into your story, which we'll get into in a second. So, um, Listeners, this one's a little different. I actually met Greg because I personally used um, his offering, which we're going to get into. And it was so cool. As you guys know, I'm really into kids' nutrition, and he offers something in that space. He focuses specifically on nutrition. So, Greg, as we get into what you do, I want to start by asking a question. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to really get parents to just get a little bit more present and purposeful in, their, in all, of, all of our own lives. So my question to you, as you introduce yourself, can you also say one thing that you do in your own life to help you show up on purpose, whether that's like a morning routine or a fitness routine or a mental check, whatever that is, what's one thing that you do to show up on purpose and um, then introduce yourself? Okay, great question. Um, so every morning I'm up at the crack of dawn, even before the crack of dawn, I'm up at like 4.30 in the morning, maybe five. Um, I do a little bit of reading when I first wake up and then I have to get out the door and do my run. So I do my run every morning because I, I need to like sweat and move my body. That's the first thing I need to do. Um, then I'll do like maybe a 10 minute meditation. Um, I try to stay consistent with meditation. It's like the easiest thing to do, but the hardest thing to do. <laughs> I, find. I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as long as I stick to my 10 minute meditation, I'm good to go. Um, make a little list for my day, you know, what I'm going to do for the day. I try to have like three big things that I'm, I really want to accomplish. Um, so I'm not, if I could hit those three things, then I, I won the day. That's, that's the main point of that. Um, and then right around that time is when my wife and my son starts waking up and I have to go in and see my son when he wakes up because <laughs> I got to see his little smiley face. Um, and that's, that's what kickstarts my day. 
Amazing. I love that. I, I started asking this question after about 10 or 15 podcasts because everybody has some version of what you just said. And I just think it's so cool to shine a spotlight on that because it helps us to show up, you know, to show up for our kids and our spouse and ourselves when we have that time. So I thought that was really cool. Um, right. how, how old is your little one now? He's about a year. He just turned one, uh, May 28th. Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. such a good age. And I love that you as a dad are just soaking that up because I'm telling you as having a three-year-old, like, oh my God, it goes so fast. I cannot wait to do it again. So I had him, I'm 46 now. I had him at 45. So I'm a little bit of a later dad, but I'm like trying to figure out like, how did I go through life without like seeing this kid every day? I know. <laughs> I know. It's the coolest thing, isn't it? Like, it's like, yeah, yeah I, I think parenting and which is one of the reasons we started this journey is honestly one of the coolest things that we are gifted with as, as humans. But because of the, the rat race and the type of societies that we are now finding ourselves in, it's so easy to like not see all the amazing stuff and just see all the additional baggage, which is exactly why I want people like you to introduce to our audience, right? Because it just helps give them tools and all of us tools to just make this journey a little easier. Um, so that's so cool. So great answer. Thank you for sharing that. You guys are pressuring me into getting up earlier and doing a morning routine. All the stuff that you just said, I do at like 2 a.m. I don't know why I'm just wow. wired like that. And then I'll sleep until like seven pro sleep in. I'll get my five hours until like my son wakes up at like seven, seven 30. Um, nice. I don't know. I don't know. This is the way I'm wired. I'm a night person. Um, so that's so cool. So, well, the takeaway uh, is everyone needs to like find their time somewhere, somewhere, right? When yep. the kids are sleeping, when they're, when you put them to bed somewhere, you got to find your time where it's like you make space for yourself. It's true. It's so true. It's, and it sometimes requires getting honest with yourself, like less time on Netflix, less time scrolling, more time getting done the stuff that you want to accomplish in life, whether that's setting in plans to make your lives healthier or whatever that is. Um, and the other challenge too is like, you know, for your listeners that are married is like helping your significant other find that time too. Awesome. Like that's, that's a challenge too, you know, like it's, you know, sometimes you think about yourself, I need to black out my time, but then, yeah. you know, then I think about my wife, like she needs to find that time too. And sometimes she doesn't, and then it could create, you know, problems. So you, you need to like also help your spouse, spice spouse find that time. I love that. That was like, yes, I, I that's the first time someone's actually said that out loud, but I hundred percent agree with you. Uh, we're, we're all a partner partnership and it's a family unit, right? So it's part of our heritage as a family to help each other. And I think that's so cool. All I right. Well, tell all the husbands that are listening, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> I, and you know what? I believe in like everything happens for a reason. So the Freudian slip in there was spice. So if you want to keep the spice in your life, give your spouse sure. the time yeah. to have free time. <laughs> I, it wasn't by mistake, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it never is. It never is. Okay. So I'm so excited, Greg, to get into what you guys offer yeah. and, and why you started to go down this route. So take us through a little bit of the journey and I'll just ask some questions in play, but what, what, where did you notice there was a huge gap in um, education or information, misinformation around nutrition for children? What did you do about it? And um, how is it going? Well, I mean, if you really think about it, nutrition and health is like the number one driver of your life, right? If your health is poor, um, you don't physically feel good. You don't 
mentally feel good because you physically don't think you look good. Um, <laughs> it drives your life. Um, and unfortunately, kids are not taught a foundation at a young age. Um, so that's where we're failing kids is in the education department. Um, and, you know, obviously today there's a whole lot of things going on with education that we're not probably not going to get into in this podcast, but the number one thing we could talk about is the education on nutrition and the emphasis on nutrition. Um, as a matter of fact, depending on what school your listeners, kids go to, um, it could actually be hurting them with the nutrition that they're either feeding them or not feeding them or um, what they're exposed to. So I saw the gap in that, especially um, before I started this company, I was in the fitness world. I owned a gym for many years and I would run big weight loss challenges. And every client that would come to our weight loss challenges, we would get hundreds of people at a time. Um, the goal was to lose 15 pounds in 30 days. Some people just had that 10 to 15 pounds to lose. Some people had, had a much longer journey. Some people just mentally were not in a good place and they wanted to like, you know, get themselves in a mental better place. Yeah. Um, but it all, the, the story that was playing out and the pattern that I saw was it was all started at a young age, these patterns. Okay. Um, With their own they, journey. Yeah. Whether they weren't getting the foundation at home, they weren't getting the foundation at school. Um, all of these habits that were self-sabotaging them as adults could have been worked on as young people. And it's not until we become adults that we find ways to fix ourselves, right? So we go on this journey, on this personal growth journey, reading the books, going to the seminars, going on diets, uh, you know, studying about nutrition and trying to figure out what's going on with our body. Why are we not doing this for kids and planting these seeds while they're young yes. so that they don't have to deal with it when they're adults. You know, they can focus on getting ahead and, you know, becoming better humans. So. Okay. So, so I like, this is so, this portion is so fascinating to me. And then I want to get into the actual nutrition, but like, as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is how much of a task it is to be a parent in this era. Like we are not in the era that, you know, the, the boomers and the, the generations before where it's like they go out, they do their thing, they come home. Like we really are like rearing, we are really growing our children and it is hard y'all. So this one is take like one moment of like self-love and appreciation for every single one of you listening to this podcast, because like what we are asked to do is difficult, mm -hmm. but I would venture it's probably one of the most rewarding things we'll ever get to do in our life because of what you just said, Greg, the self-growth that comes along with it. And I believe like whether you subscribe to God or the universe or whatever, the gift is in the difficulty. Like the, the gift is not having to have the answers and being the guy or the girl to tell your kid what to do. The gift is going through the journey shoulder to shoulder with your kids, right? Mm -hmm. To like, to help them by by actually just doing it and leading versus being a parent and like telling them what to do and then turning around and doing something totally different, um, which is like the generations of the past. So I, I find that so fascinating and it's cool to me because you are doing this in nutrition. I have people on doing this in mental health in, um, 
what is it? Um, not not so when the hypnotism in finances and different facets, whatever people find interesting. Um, but we know as adults, like we go through these 10, 20 year journeys of trying to find ourselves, whether that's health or whatever. And now we have the ability to give that to our kids at like decades before. And what will that do for them as adults in the future? I think it's so paramount. I think it's not only what we get to do, but we're like, it's our responsibility to do this for right. our children. Yeah. And if you look at the data and the science, the nutrition is affecting all of those other things you're talking about, the you're mental right. health the learning disabilities, um, you know, health issues, um, all these things are affected by what they're putting into their body. Now, like as kids, when we're kids, we can obviously withstand more of the processed foods and the junk. And, you know, maybe we won't see the effects of it till we're adults. Um, but we're, we're not forming that foundation, you know? So like I grew up on donuts and, colorful cereal too, you know, but, you know, there was a point in my early life where fitness and health, you know, I got interested in that, yeah. you know, and it was by accident, thank God, but not every kid is, is going to go down that route, you know, and who knows, maybe I could have been a doctor if, if I did have a better nutrition plan as a young kid, <laughs> I don't know, but it does right. everything. I love how you bring the colorful cereal into it. That's awesome. Um, and I think there's so much here. It's like, how do you make this fun and not arduous for, for parents and kids? How do you, which I know you have an answer for. And then like my question to you to lead into exactly what you ended up doing about this problem that started to piss you off is like, I know these people come to you because like relatively like you'll see me in the gym six days out of the week. I play sports. Like I love to be active, but even me who loves to eat well and be active like you, Greg, I also grew up in like the pizza parlors parlors after the, um, okay. I'm Italian. We eat a lot of pizza. I'm not going to lie. We still eat a lot of pizza, but I grew up eating things after the sporting event. So it was kind of like, you can kind of cheat as long as you're like offsetting it with activity. And you're right. By and large, that has been able, I've been able to keep that trend up, but I know it's not necessarily the best thing for like all of you, all of your cells and your health. Um, so my question is, I, parents listen to this. They're in the throes of like diapers and breastfeeding and having three or four kids and going to all the sporting events and all the things like, where do they start to like make some of those shifts? Like, what have you seen? How do you help people? What are some of the tips you can provide our parents? Okay. <clears throat> so number one, like the first phase of what we do is we want to give kids aspiration. You know, we want to give them something to strive for, um, something bigger than themselves. And we use superheroes in our in our program. So we tell kids that they're they're super they're real life superheroes, and they're the superhero of their own story. Love it. But in order to be the superhero of your own story, and we give them examples too. You know. Um, real life superheroes that have gone on their journey and done amazing things in their life. But every superhero, number one, when they form their superpower is powering up their bodies. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step is getting kids excited and wanting to be in a more of a learning phase. Awesome. Then we teach kids about the why behind it. So that's the number one question kids like to ask why, right? So when you're driving in the car and you know, <laughs> your child is in the back seat. They're always asking, mom, dad, why is, why is that? Why is this? Why is that? 
you know, so if we're trying to change their eating habits or we're trying to give them nutritionist food, they need to know why, you know, yeah. they need to know what it's doing for their body, what they're putting in their body, why they're putting it into their body, not just for taste. Um, of course, you can make healthy food tasty and we have ways of doing that, that we teach parents, but it's more about the why, like, and teaching kids about, you know, the vitamins and the minerals and all these, these interesting things that they normally wouldn't learn. Um, and these are things that should be taught um, at a young age. So that's what Healthy Kids of America has taken on is we're on a mission to teach every kid in America about the why behind nutrition. So let's use your son as an example. So he's one, right? What are some of the things that you do in your life to start to, obviously you model these things, right? So that like sometimes mm -hmm. they, they don't know anything else until, until they get to like seven or eight and someone's eating something else. But mm -hmm. like, what are some of the things that you do in your conversations behind the why piece, um, even at this young age? Yeah. And look, I know I'm going to run into obstacles as my son gets older, as you know, I speak to a lot of parents with kids in different age groups, different challenges, and it's it's not going to, going to be easy at times. And I understand that, but the main thing is to be diligent and to be consistent. Kids need consistency. Um, so right now, what we're personally doing with my son is um, he's transitioned from, you know, just milk. Now he's one, so we're giving him real food. Um, so we puree um, all our food, you know, naturally. So we, oh, yeah, perfect. you know, we buy organic spinach and broccoli, um, you know, grass fed or free range, like chicken pieces, uh, banana, real fruits, and we puree the food. So right now he's eating like real pureed food. And I've seen on Facebook, you know, some people post that they're feeding their kids real whole foods pureed. And then you see all the comments and they say, well, good for you that you have time to do that. And sure. um, you have the resources to do that. And look, you know, I don't, I'm sure everyone has their own time challenges. Me and my wife have our own challenges in life, time, money, just like everybody else, but we make this a priority. So, um, if it means that we have to take away something else in our life to make putting good nutritious um, nutrients in my son's body and 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 focusing on that, I'll, I'll I'll never go on a vacation again if that's what I have to do. That's awesome. That's how important it is to me. I love it. So like, you talked about aspiration at the beginning, and I know for you it was um, it's not. Which, which was, who was it? The wrestler? Oh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yes, so I, I knew for you, like you saw something from Hulk Hogan, Hulk mania that made you, I've said that wrong, um, <laughs> that made you like really into fitness. Yeah, actually, uh, oh. we got, yeah, we got to meet um, Hulk Hogan in real life. We went up to Clearwater where his uh, shop is. And he That's did awesome. a signing and I, my son got to meet my little childhood, uh, hero. Did you like explain to him that he was like the inspiration and Genesis for all the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't know. I'll, I'll, I'll teach him though. I'll tell him one day. 
Oh man, no, I mean your son, but like that's just oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan, you mean? I mean, yeah, like even in passing, like that's got to be so cool, right? To see. Oh yeah, him. like I still have my, I I have a like a toy, his wrestling figure from the '80s when I was a kid. It's awesome. And he signed it, and I I told him like he had a big impact on my life. That's cool. You know, like there's something about you. And the reason I brought up aspirational is like to me, your work is very aspirational. Like, um, it's. And maybe it's because I have a toddler and they get so picky at around a certain age. Some of them, some of them do. Um, like my son ate all that stuff when he was that age, ate everything. And then as soon as he started to learn about like textures and stuff, it's like all of a sudden he didn't want the cauliflower. He wanted this and you have to go through your own journey. So there's like no judgment coming from us on this side. We're just going through our own journeys as parents. But you seem, Greg, to have a very like zero tolerance policy for crap. And I think that's interesting. And I want to hear more about that. Like, do you, obviously you've helped thousands of families to make better choices. And I know you talk to a lot of those families. You have ongoing relationships with a lot of those families. Like, what is your, what is your, I guess, theory or theology on like snacking or snack foods or like, cause I always think, and I'm going to preface this conversation and then toss it to you. I always think it's interesting because what you and your head might think is unhealthy is very different than what somebody else thinks is unhealthy. Like I was with yeah. some friends the other day and they, they had these bags of these flaming Takis sticks or something. And I was like, what is that? Like, it's so crazy. And like, in my mind, like having like a wrapped bar might be unhealthy or just it's different for different people. So I'd love to hear your thought process on that. And then what you recommend to people or what you do as your son or, or planted, what you did with Sophia, your niece, when she was younger, when it came to like, you know, snacking and making healthier choices. So um, this is a great point you bring up because um, it's it's important and it's it's real. Um, I do set the standard high, um, even in our programs with our parents. I do set the standard high, meaning um, you know we do, we actually teach kids about reading labels and we show them what to look for and what what bad things or not so great things to look for on a food label. Um, and my idea of healthy is taking out all those ingredients that are not natural um, or just add more fuel to the fire in your body, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, however, even though I set a high standard, I'm also realistic and I'm not like... Am I going to take my son for a pizza? Of course. Am I going to take him for ice cream? Of course I am. Um, do we teach kids in our program that if you eat ice cream or pizza, it's bad? No, we don't teach that. What we teach them is 80% of the time you need to put in the healthy nutrients. Awesome. There's going to be times where you, you eat some of the not so healthy stuff and that's okay. So we have one exercise called fill your nutrient bucket. And basically what that means is if your body was like a bucket of water, right? And you're eating food and you're pouring the food that has nutrients, healthy nutrients into the bucket. And then you're also taking in some things into your body that aren't so healthy that maybe high in sugar or processed, whatever it is. Those are going to create the leaky bucket situation. Okay, yep. and the nutrients are going to start leaking out of the bucket. So you want to make sure that you're keeping right. your nutrient bucket filled. Yep. 
So if you're taking in a lot more healthy nutrients than you are unhealthy nutrients, you're always going to keep your bucket full. So that's the concept that we instill in kids so that they don't feel guilty or feel, um, you know, bad about themselves, but they do understand that, yeah, we tell them the truth, you know, like your body needs more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. But it doesn't mean if you eat the bad stuff, as long as you're eating a lot more of the good stuff, your body will be fine. You'll get away with it. And, and it's all a part of the process. That's cool to hear because I, as someone who thinks about parenting a lot and the way I model things and the way that that translates into children, both young toddler and also teenagers, it makes me think about mentally, what are we setting them up for? And one of the things that we discussed before we started recording is the mental trepidation, not only as an adult parent, but like people have adults have with their own health, that it's like this self-perpetuating cycle of um, uh, like depredating and hurting oneself where you eat something bad and you feel bad about it, then you eat something else bad. And um, I was curious how you address that in your programs. And that was a really good answer. And it's more about understanding that our bodies are very efficient. They are incredible machines and they can withstand a lot, but let's give them what they need first, what they need first, and then let's treat them with wants after the fact, but let's take care of the nutrition first. Yeah. And it's the same thing we used to teach the, the adults. We used to tell the adults, you know, you have to earn that treat, you know? So love it. if you're into playing sports and I, the older kids, I te- I related to sports. I said, yeah. you know, if you play sports, how do you get better in sports? You got to practice, right? So eating healthy is the same way you have to practice. Yep. Um, you can't practice 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? Or else you get burnt out. So yeah, if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're never treating yourself to, you know, something that you really enjoy, that's maybe not that healthy for you, you might burn out and you might throw in the towel and just indulge yourself. So it's the same thing. Just practice, 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 and then take off, you know, and eat something that you really enjoy. But you have to be consistent with your practice. Exactly. Um, so, so I always think it's fun too, to think about how it looks to us as adults. And that means nothing to our kids, right? Like our kids do not care. They're not in their thirties or forties or late twenties. They don't care about the metabolism or the thyroid or the fact that your genes are too tight. Like these are not things in their vernacular. So what I try and do, which I learned from a, a psychologist on this podcast in a different sector, like a more mental health sector is I focus on what the benefit of these things. So once we can look at how they help me, now we're not thinking I shouldn't do this because of X. We're really thinking of, I want to make this decision because why? And so my son, who's now three, but he can even tell you this at like two, two and a half when he started to really communicate with words, he says, um, we say it for vegetables and for meat, like vegetables or meat give me energy. I'm sorry, give me, give me muscles or give me protein um, to help fuel my body. But uh, carbs or breads, we put, we don't say carbs because that doesn't mean anything to a kid. We'll say bread or rice gives me energy. And so we explained to him like energy is great initially, but you also need the, and when we say muscle, we don't just mean like physical, we mean like mental muscle too. So he mm-hmm. understands how it works. And then when we take him to like science museums and stuff, we explain how the food fuels you in different ways. So he gets to make the decision and then he'll literally be looking at an apple or he'll be looking at, a donut and he'll say, Oh, that one's going to give me muscles 
And that one's going to give me energy and I need this right now. And it's so cool, right? To And yes, there are times where he gets donuts, but it's like letting him make the choice and just having the understanding of why he made the choice helps me to parent him or to coach or lead him on future decisions, right? So it's yeah. just cool. And that's exactly, you know, what we do is with our education is inside our superhero nutrition program, we're teaching the kids you know, all the different food groups, all the different minerals and vitamins and what it's doing for their body. This one's for fuel. This one's for um, strength and growth. Um, this one's for uh, the brain. This one's right. for your, your gut. Um, so when kids start learning that and they take interest in it, it makes them look at food much differently. So I, as I explained to people, I like took your course and my son's three and he was even younger at the time. He wasn't even three yet. So we extrapolated that's the amazing that you had him take it that young. I mean, that, that's impressive. Well, so like he's finally getting into like superheroes and like we don't watch a lot yeah. of TV. So like the video components, he was like obviously into because he, he was watching a screen. And then um, we, and then my 15 year old and I were helping to drive the messages home in different ways. But like what I really enjoyed is you make it a journey. So they have to go through it on their own. And it's like they level up. It's like they go through mm -hmm. the journey of becoming their own inner hero. And I think it's empowering for them to see that, especially older kids, right? Um, like your sevens, eight, nines, tens. I think it's super empowering for them to see I have the capacities to become this. I think that was brilliantly, brilliantly done. Um, okay. So I have a question before we wrap. I want to know a few tips that you would give our parents, Greg, um, to help them start making healthier decisions in their home as they start to, you know, progress on this journey or maybe just start on this journey in their own uh, households. Okay. So I'll give a, a big overall tip and then I'll give some like tactical tips. Cool. Um, overall, um, health and like how you eat as a household should be a principle as a family. It should be one of your family's principles, kind of like, you know, we don't curse in this house. We don't use the, any curse words. Um, it's the same thing as that, right? Your kids are not going to curse in the house because they understand we don't do that in this house. That's mm -hmm. one of our family principles. Um, you can use eating healthy as one of your principles just like that too but you have to live it as well you know so it's just got to be a family like you know this these are our rules to live by you know i recommend and we do this in our program is to actually create like you know have a night where you sit with your kids and you actually create like your family's principles yeah that's awesome you know? um and write them down and maybe post them up in your kitchen, you know, so health should be somewhere in there, whether it's in between, you know, your, your spiritual beliefs and your, you know, rules to live by things like that. So that's like a big overall that's tip. Awesome. Um, as far as like getting more tactical with your nutrition, I think, you know, you need to like start taking inventory of what you keep in the house. Um, and start making substitutions. So if there's certain snacks that your kids like um, or types of foods or texture that your kids like more, um, there's definitely better options where you can substitute those um, and be systematic about it. Um, I think that's the most important thing that when your kids come home and they're in your house, you know, this is, this is, how, we, this is how we live. You know, that's gonna carry over 
into their life because as they get older, they're going to be at friends' houses more. They're going to be at school or wherever they are, and they're going to be offered all these sugary treats. Um, and again, I think that goes back to the principles too. And then also what we talked about, like, like their mindset around food. Oh, wow, so when yeah. they are out with their friends and they're offered all these sugary treats, you know, maybe, maybe they'll decline it. Um, of course, if it's pizza, I mean, who's going to decline pizza, but that's okay. Um, I know we make pizza sound like this horrible thing. My husband, my husband's Samoan. And so like us, they have such a different, it's just fun to watch a different perspective. Like you and I both hail from the Northeast. So we make this huge thing and he's like, it's meat, it's bread, it's cheese. It's fine. It's like, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and he's not wrong. <laughs> it's not yeah. bad. Yeah. So no, that's fine once in a while. Um, but yeah, I think making the substitutions, um, you know, paying attention to like whatever you're buying, looking at the food labels, um, you know, there's always a better version of it. Um, and then the other thing we just started teaching and helping our members with is we call them micro meals. So Thanks. micro meals are more, instead of creating like a big sit down dinner or a huge heavy lunch or something like that. Um, do a big batch cook meal and break them up into smaller mini meals. And you don't have to get too crazy with like all these recipes and all these ingredients, you know, keep the, the more simple you keep things, the easier it's going to be to implement. So, you know, That's we cool. have like all our recipes are like five ingredients or less. Um, and we keep it simple, you know, and I, I think that's, that's the way to go. So I have a few questions. So in terms of the making substitutions, do you find people are more successful if they do little by little, they start to like adjust their kid's plate and palate, like one, uh, one thing at a time, one unhealthier thing at a time for a substitute, or do you find that people just go in and like fire sale their uh, pantry and they come in with like the cauliflower pizza and all the stuff? Like which one do you find more successful success with? I think you need to have an honest conversation with your kids and let them know that you were making changes in this house. We're not, you know, we're going to be a healthy family and you make the immediate shift. We, you know, we're not keeping potato chips in the house, but we do have these great new healthy snacks that Caitlin came out with um, that we got and, <laughs> and they taste awesome and they're good for your body and they don't have all that junk ingredient. And maybe another good thing to do with your kids is like, if you do make these big changes in your household and you get your kids to start, you know, eating healthier and getting better nutrients in their body, maybe like sit down with them you know, a couple of weeks later and take an inventory of cool. asking, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel any different? How's your energy level? Do you get tired less um, at school? Um, I noticed that you're able to get your homework done quicker. You know, make these like little notice these little shifts and talk about to your kids about that so that they can realize like, oh, yeah, you know what? I, you know, I, do, I do feel better, actually. That's awesome. What a great connection that you made. Um, the other one I want to ask you is about types of meals. So as an adult recomping and doing like adult gym things, I I've had to learn what fuels my body better. And like, if I eat higher protein, um, whether that's plant-based or whatever, just higher protein type things allow me to have the mental acuity throughout the day. They give me a better, 
focus on what I want to do and I don't feel as hungry. And I know each person has their own thing with that or their own understanding. And you have to kind of play with it to see what feels good. And from what I've learned scientifically and psychologically with your brain being like 70% fat, especially at a younger age, um, kids tend to need more carbs and fats. It tends to be a little bit more uh, even across the board that, uh, with the macros than adults, which um, you know tend to be more toward the proteins and stuff. So I always find that interesting. How do you approach that when you're um, creating meals for your kids? Like, do you tend to side with like fats and carbs, like healthier fats and carbs, obviously, or do you keep it pretty even? What do you find is that best? Yeah, I think, you know, kids are constantly burning calories. Um, their brains require a lot of caloric intake. Um, I think the best way to get that is through number one, fruit. Um, fruit's going to be your best, um, you know, healthiest sugar option. You know, they need a lot of fruit. Um, as far as like more um, starches, they need starches in order to fill their bodies up as well. Um, I, I lean more towards starches that contain, again, nutrients, you know, do, the, do they contain nutrients? You know, you could go with a white potato or you could go with a sweet potato. Right. Um, you know, you could go with quinoa, you could go with oatmeal, you, you know, there's a lot of different options. You got to try it out with your kids, get creative. Um, and then yeah, healthy fats, you know, so what we typically do is we, tell parents, you know, if, if you have a meal that's particularly heavier on the protein and fat side, you probably need less of the, the starch side. Right. If you're going heavier with the fats. Um, typically, okay. we find that going heavy with One. fat and, and starches is it's a lot. So yeah. cool. Okay, so if, if I understand correctly, protein still paramount, and then you can kind of toggle between the healthy fats or the healthy um, carbs, uh, starches, as long as you're allowing them to have a consistent amount of, of the proteins. Um, yeah, and definitely, definitely get the fruit in there too. Do you have any kids like in your program? Like my, my son devours fruit, like, and he'll eat vegetables and he'll eat vegetables, masks as fruits or vegetables and smoothies with fruits. And as long as I'm combining a fruit and a vegetable, he will eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're big on the smoothies in our program. So yeah, I, I, yeah, think, I like your recipes. I mean, it's a great way to get like, the vegetables and the fruit all in one and it doesn't require kids to sit there and like chew it and you know um they like the texture of a smoothie um it typically tastes well we have some recipes where you can add like you know we have depending on the child some kids are allergic to nuts so i would not put in the peanut butter powder that we use yeah um but like banana and we use a, a little bit of chocolate either grass whey protein powder oh, wow. or we also use uh the plant-based protein so cool so you're doing uh, protein powders too which was another question i had with kids yeah we do we, we'll put in one scoop and you know if it's shared between kids and, and a mother um it's not too heavy on the protein so and i think okay. that it's all coming from the same exactly worse Exactly. And it's like, I think the, 
I know people got kind of protein scared for a while there. And I think the understanding is like, what type of protein is it? You're not giving your kids like this high, high potency muscle building stuff that's also artificial. But if it's derived from plant, like, you know, plant or, or protein sources that they're going to consume anyway, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And we have parents that are both meat eaters and um, strict vegan plant-based uh, parents in our group too. Um, so there's definitely different options for either, you know, um, or you can even do both. You know, mm -hmm. my wife at some one point went vegan and she started getting me into it a little bit. I, I won't ever go 100% vegan um, because I, I like meat too, but I'll yeah. definitely mix and match. Um, yeah. So like for instance, another tip with um, condiments, like uh, if your kids love like mayo or things like that, there's some really good vegan options for those condiments. Um, doesn't mean you have to be a vegan to, to have it, but if it's a plant-based mayonnaise, mm -hmm. it's just going to be a healthier version. You know what I mean? Same thing with chicken nuggets. We found really good vegan chicken nuggets that were made that were plant-based and bean-based. Um, it's a better option to actually than giving your kids chicken nuggets from McDonald's, you know? So, and they don't have to be vegan to eat it. It's just right. a, a better option. So I like that you're going into this because like the specifics are helpful. Like what, what I've noticed and like, again, where you are and like, where you might think you're like so unhealthy and then you dial back the, you know, peel back the onion, so to speak, you're making great choices too. So I think it's, it's good to look at both, but like, if you notice like, okay, I go to Chick-fil-A once a week and that's not necessarily serving, serving me with this deep fried stuff. My kid loves the nuggets, but then you go to your local grocery store and I know like at Publix, they have specific nuggets for kids that don't have any like other crap in it. It's like good, really good white meat, chicken and like all this stuff. Well, then that could be an option, right? Like just healthier choices to start to make the transition, um, which I think is so helpful. And again, it goes back to what you said, which is having aspirations as a family like this is the type of decisions we are making together and then here's why it's important and so i think i want to wrap with that two things that i've learned from taking your program as a as a customer i guess that i really loved one of them was like get your kid involved in the process and make it fun so what we did is we um we got gabriel like this mad scientist like outfit and when we started making like smoothies or like whatever, like he has a couple, he has like different things. He plays like the science tray and all this stuff and we'll let him like be a scientist and he gets to throw all the ingredients in That's and he awesome. doesn't know that I put all the ingredients out for him. Like it's spinach and this stuff and he gets to see what's best as he, you know, and then he tastes it and he loves it because he got to make it. So it's like, you can let them have fun with it and play. Um, but you're also kind of the guiding hand behind it. And the other one that I really recommend people do is the, the family, um, the family crest. And this does not just touch on nutrition, but it's like everything. We just had a dad on talking about um, finances and the 50 wealthiest families in the world who have um, generational wealth that they pass on through their kids. And one of the biggest, um, the biggest adages in their family is you don't pass on inheritance, you pass on heritage. If you can get the heritage part right, the inheritance or the money part comes. And what is paramount in their families is here's the family crest that we live by. Here's our seal. And here are the things. So you have one on your page, right? You have the, like the whole, you have the different things that are important to you. Here are what are um, adages that we live by or what, 
what our morals are as a family and we make decisions based on that. That's just a really fun, like whether you have boys or girls, like they're all into like knights and um, superheroes and that type of thing. So it's just really fun and easy for them to tell you what's important and for you guys as a family to create this, you know, this family identity that you then take into your everyday life. And you say, does this, how does this go up against our, you know, our crest? Does this, does this play into it? Or they're like, no, 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 that, that that's not good. We got to go away from that. And it's just fun to have. So I just, I yeah. love that you guys bring that in. And I think families could check that out. Um, so do, awesome. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that sounds awesome. I like that. Well, you, you did it. i kind of ripped it off from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's not about being, you know, being perfect, but it's just about like, you know, keep raising the bar and setting a high standard. Um, I think that's the most important thing. And I'm sure like along the way, I'm going to make mistakes or get lazy or, uh, well, I don't know about get lazy, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to set the bar, the bar high and, and, um, you know, just do whatever I can. So, and help other families do it too. That's what I love about this. Like you, you do it with the nutrition specificity, but it's, it's pretty much a mirror of what we're working on. And it's a mirror of what a lot of other families are doing. So this community, like we said, we're like on the forefront of bringing this family optimization thing into the mainstream and everyone is focused on it. And I have so many, like literally I'll go to Starbucks or I'll go to like a Publix because I live in Florida and they're everywhere. And people will say like, oh, I saw this episode and I really love that you did this. I'm struggling with this. And then I'll say, okay, let me go find someone like Greg who's good at this. And then we can help give tools. So parents, like that's my plug to you guys. I, we're here for you. You let us know what's helpful, what you need. And I'll go find people like Greg who are doing it that can give us tips. Um, so Greg, as we wrap, can you please, yeah, I was just gonna say, as we wrap, can you please tell our audience what you're working on now? Please tie in the kids specific podcast because I think that's awesome. Where can they find you? How can they get involved in your world? All right, cool. Well, the best place, the easiest place to find me is our main website, healthykidsofamerica.com. Um that's where all our programs are. We're going to be launching our membership soon. Um, and then uh, inside this book, it's actually on the website. You get it for free. You just pay for shipping. Um, the main character, his name is Landark. He's a fictitious character I made up. He's like an older retired superhero, but he trains the, the superhero kids. Um, and he trains them in nutrition, mindset, um, value, um, soul and kindness. So we call them the five dimensional kids. Um, so I launched a podcast and it's land uh, letters from Landark. And it's basically a, a daily podcast where Landark teaches like a five minute story, uh, and lesson on, you know, one of the five dimensions. Um, so go to healthykidsofamerica.com and you'll see everything that we offer and you'll enter our universe and that's the best place. I love it. I love it. You make it so fun and it, it brings us to our kids level. Like we're making bridges into their world and not having, asking them to make a bridge into our boring, limited adult world. Just kidding. Yeah, well, but, I'm, a big, I'm a big kid, so I'm having fun with it. So that, and that's the best part, right? Like that's the best part about being a parent. Like it's the coolest journey ever. Like if we had to be a grown up or a kid all over again, like what would you choose? And the cool thing too, is we're attracting like the, the best families, like best moms and dads, like, I guess like attracts like, you know, so. That's it. 
And yeah. you know what I've realized in this journey is like iron sharpens iron. We are all craving community and validation for like, are we on the right path? Are we doing the right thing? How can we do it better? So there's definitely no like one person's ahead of another on a journey because we're all superior in certain aspects and helping each other grow. Like I was at the pool with one of our um, community members and she listens to our podcast and I'm learning so much from just listening to her. It's just cool to share these stories. So um, Greg, I want to say a, a huge thank you for what you've done and bringing your inquisitive and your fun mind and your passion for health into the kids space and providing this really fun tool for parents to use. I thought it was awesome. I loved using it myself and I'm looking forward to, how do I get on the letters for Landark um, podcast? How do I get that subscription? Um, yes, you can actually uh, text a phone number. You text Landark to a oh. phone number. I'll send you the phone number. So all you do is text Landark to this number and you'll immediately get a text message with a link to um, download the podcast on your iPhone. Um, and then it's free. So does it work for people with Androids too? Yes. Yes. Not I'm just, just messing with uh, you. Yeah. Um, I had somebody I, on yesterday. He's like this super huge guy in this financial space and he referred to it as the Android. And I'm like, Oh, the Android. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the actual phone number in front of me to text Landark. Just put on, um, I'll put it in the description. have his phone number because he works for me. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> in his universe, they don't use phone numbers. It's like all telepathy and 5D. Anyway, we got to put like the Batman sign in the sky. So we'll figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> exactly. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm super excited. On. This was great. Yeah, yeah. I love what you're doing. And parents, I just want to say thank you as always for showing up and for telling us how we can better serve you. Uh, excited on this journey to be on it with you guys. And as always, just let us know what we can do. We're here to support and help. And until the next perfect time, everybody stay beautiful and stay inspired. Take care.